everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Art of Being You. And again, with this series uh, that we're going to be doing with relationships, uh, like I mentioned, we're going to be um, bringing in the male uh, perspective as well, which I think for a lot of us women, we kind of want to know. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about resentment in relationships. And I know, especially during COVID, this has been a big one in a lot of relationships because the downtime that people have had has really impacted and highlighted what has been there all along. I feel when when the schedules are so busy and there's like children involved and work and working late hours and you don't really get the chance to just stop and really think about what is happening in the relationship. So this has come up recently and it's not a comfortable topic to discuss, but I think it's so important to talk about it in the relationships. So one thing that we're going to go into, and I think it's really important, is what it actually means, right? So one of the things that when I was looking it up, to give it like the best definition is it's unspoken anger or unspoken shame that you feel in a relationship. And that is something that for a lot of us, it all goes back to communication, right? I want to hear um, my husband's perspective on this just to get an idea of what men think about this because I know it kind of boils a lot of it is like oh the women they're not speaking up well she didn't say anything and so I just wanted to get your perspective on what do you feel what is it what are your thoughts in regards to resentment in relationships what does it mean to you hello um the art of being you podcast our second episode together um so in terms of resentment um I think a lot of it comes down to suppressed emotions that uh, fester for quite a long time and then come out in a way that doesn't actually represent the emotions. Uh, you have a frustration or you have an anger that has built up. Or we're, we're using the term resentment today um, that's built up over time and it can come out in such a manner like no you can't go out with the boys tonight or no you can't go to that football match or no you've been working too many hours why can't you make time for me um, the communication isn't that the person doesn't like you doing those things it's just they're trying to take control of the situation because they've got a frustration around the the wider state of the relationship maybe i definitely think you are correct on that where it's the control piece where when you haven't communicated it clearly what's going on, it's all the little things that get piled up. And I know for me, it has been one of the bigger things to kind of deal with in any relationship, as a matter of fact. And this is not just um, in this relationship, obviously. When I think back, uh, you know, in previous relationships, and so my question to you is in, in previous relationships, have you had any difficulty? Because I think, I don't know, I just, it's very interesting to me because I don't really hear men complaining uh, too much about it. And 
I know for women, they are, you know, it is an issue. I, at least I find myself in, in many of the relationships that I myself, I didn't want to communicate the issue or the frustration with the guy because all I felt was I'm going to be the nagging partner. And I think for a lot of women, that's why they hold back. Like they're like, oh, I don't want to be labeled as a nagging whatever. And then all of a sudden, like all this resentment starts where it starts by one little thing and then it just kind of piles up, piles up, piles up. And then it gets to that point where you're just like, I'm done, like I'm fed up and you explode. And, you know, that's the part that I think as far as for women, I know I hate confrontation. Like I myself personally, and so it's even harder for me to talk to somebody about something that's been bothering me about them because I would rather just swallow it and like keep on going on with life and just kind of keep the peace and not rock the boat. But at the end of the day, it's my voice is not being heard. Like my feelings are not being addressed. My emotions are not being let out. And so the buildup of that, then it turns into like this massive explosion and so I've had to learn to catch myself. And I think you were really good at that where when I did have my moments of explosion, you kind of made me aware of it where you said, well, wait a minute, when did this start and why didn't you tell me anything about it? And so that's something that when I think back for a relationship, I do feel that the person has to feel safety. I need to feel safe with my emotions and my feelings when I'm speaking to you because if I've tried to and you've kind of dismissed it or you haven't really put attention to it then it's it feels it doesn't feel right to just open up and like say well I told you 10 times already because the person may not necessarily be truly listening to to what the you know the other person is is saying or feeling what are your thoughts uh, yeah, I think so. You mentioned us in terms of our experiences and and my communication with you, but I think that comes from an awareness of your message. And um, when you would get frustrated with me, for example, say when we first moved to Dubai, um, and you were annoyed, uh, say I'd I'd gone out too much or something. You actually weren't annoyed I'd gone out too much. You were frustrated that you'd moved country and um, you were lacking the network and the power that you had in LA here and you were taking your time to reestablish that. And we could, I could see there was a frustration, but it wasn't necessarily the, what, what you were shouting at me was the symptom. It wasn't the underlying problem. So I guess it's having someone or having the patience not to just react. Because if I just react and start shouting at you, you know, why do you want to behave like this? Um, then we don't get anywhere and we don't, we don't get to the bottom of, of solving the actual problem or anything. Um, so I think that for us, it, it was important to actually listen to the person and what they were really trying to communicate in a moment when they were so frustrated they weren't actually able to, to get the correct words they were trying to find out. Um, that's probably the been the most important lesson to me and that we you know we clearly didn't always get it right so <laughs> but what about men though like men in general I mean you have a bunch of friends you guys talk is there ever a point where you hear about like men having resentment with 
their partners? Um, yeah, I think, you, you know, yes, clearly. Uh, no relationship is perfect and every relationship is always um, a work in progress. So, for example, just thinking um, aware of situations like, you know, where, say, the girlfriend has got dressed up gone out once a week with the girls every week and um, didn't make much effort with her partner. Now, the partner's communication then is to, to, to show frustration and say, well, I don't like you going out with the girls. Um, the reality was he didn't like the fact that she wasn't making any effort for him and she was making an effort to, for, for the girls. Um, but then that just spiralled into... A game of trying to control so the the male in the situation is frustrated um, doesn't know how to communicate that necessarily and therefore tries to control the bit that's upsetting him and the bit that's upsetting him is that she's getting dressed up or the bit that he thinks is upsetting him is she's getting dressed up to go out to the girls he associates that with her caring more what she looks like for them um, and not really caring so much for him, which he, he then maybe hurts the ego or um, pulls on some insecurities that he has. And that then compounds the situation and he has further frustration and resentment. So the next time she goes out, it's an even bigger argument and so on and so forth. But, um, you know, he didn't know or he wasn't aware that the thing that was hurting his feelings or, or building up the resentment was the fact that he just wanted her to make a little bit more effort with him and she could go out every day of the week. He, you know, it wasn't the going out that was the problem. Um, so that, yeah, for sure, there, there's, you know, many, it's not just something that sits with the female side of the relationship at all, but um, it, it, it's communicated differently, I think. Okay, so now that we're talking about all this, um, I, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, is it really resentment or I'm, I'm just angry with him? You know, like I think really understanding the labeling of what the situation is, is really, really important. So there was an article that um, I had read and it was seven signs of resentment that show up in a relationship. And the first one is unresolved arguments, which obviously is just probably the strongest one that I would think because it's so easy you know like when you ask people for uh, advice for your marriage and they're like oh don't go upset don't go to sleep you know upset at each other and and when you have that unresolved argument you know for a fact it's gonna come up at another point like it didn't go away and I think a lot of people, you know, when the other person doesn't bring it up again, they're kind of like, oh, well, that's gone now, right? But then when it shows up again in a situation, that emotion gets triggered again. And so then it becomes this huge, big thing. And, you know, the example that I, you know, sometimes use when I'm handling clients, it's simple. Like, you know, for example, when you asked, you know, the partner to throw out the trash 10 times and then they finally like on the 11th time you just absolutely blow up and again you're right it's not about throwing the trash in it's you're not respecting me you're not listening to me and so it goes back one step and so I think for a lot of us that are in a relationship or are thinking about getting into a relationship these are the kinds of things that I think are really important for for the relationship to be healthy so the second one 
I'm going to let you take this one over. Just on the unresolved arguments, it's um, also very important to understand what the argument is because you can't resolve something until you get to the bottom of it. So you might, the reason it may stay unresolved is because you think you've spoke it through um, and it gets to a point where one person has moved on because it's dealt with all their emotional stuff, but the other person hasn't had the chance to clear up their bits and that's why it stays unresolved for one partner. And then you both have resentment. One resented because they think they've moved forward and the other one resents because <laughs> this they... This is true. <laughs> the other one resents because they haven't got all of their things resolved that they needed. Um, so the second one is lack of attention. Um, and it kind of goes to what we just spoke about in terms of someone uh, making lots of effort or doing other things, going out and not maybe paying the relationship as much attention as they want. Or um, maybe you feel uncared for and the other person values their career more or their, you know, their friendship group or their, their social life and their, their sporting group or whatever it might be. Um, their hobby, they're into music, they go to concerts all the time without their partner. Um, so lack of attention, I guess, is, is in, the, in the way that the partner is spending too much time doing something else and not investing that time into the relationship. That is, um, th that's, that's a really important one. Um, especially, you know, when I did, I did a list of the ideal partner that I wanted before I met my husband. And one of the biggest things that I realized was um, the, that exactly that I wanted the partner that I was with to make me a priority in their life because I didn't want to be chasing somebody for it. And, and it was, you know, let's just be honest. The dating world in LA is not the best. It is, I do feel that there's just so many options and people live in different places that it's so easy for men to think or women. Well, then the next person is always, there's going to be always a person who looks better, has a better career, you know, whatever it is. And, and so it's easy to kind of fall into that same cycle of, well, there's somebody else or somebody else. And so all of this stuff just kind of goes unhandled. Like when you don't know how to handle something like this in a relation, in a healthy relationship, then, you know, it definitely impacts it. So we're going to move on to the third one, which is overthinking the bad experiences. Um, I remember this one <laughs> when I did it one time. Um, I think it was because you weren't praying. There was a... Um, and I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it because at night I would end up, you know, I grew up with like very in a conservative family, very Catholic. And so I was praying every night and I wouldn't see, um, I wouldn't see you praying. And then it just kind of festered and festered. And all of a sudden I'm like, well, if he doesn't pray, oh my gosh, what if like something bad happens? He's not going to be my soulmate. And it just turned into this massive thing. And it became such a horrible experience that it, it, it was, it just blew out of proportion in my head some from something so simple of he doesn't pray oh my gosh like that was it it was like the that's it's over um and so that's something that I think when we don't talk about it with the other person it just stays in your mind and it just like festers and it festers and you don't really get to speak your emotions your feelings and address them 
there's like this fear of addressing those feelings. Yeah, I think um, bad bad experiences, or you know, in life or any anywhere, you're go- you're gonna have bad things happen, and it's how you process them as a person and then move forward from them. And so, in the um, relationship context, if you have an argument or you you have an issue that uh, doesn't go resolved or or you know not doesn't go resolved but you keep thinking about it critiquing it building it up making it bigger 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 um you know normally he brings me a coffee every morning and you know my husband didn't do it why didn't he do it oh my god he's cheating on me you know like all of a sudden you uh turn something into well actually he was late for a meeting and he was running out the door <laughs> he forgot his briefcase and his keys and you know it was a nightmare start to the day the reality and the overthinking sometimes can be a million miles from each other um but that then creates the the uh the resentment and, and you know it further compounds things you, you you worry and worry more um number four is decreased interest in physical intimacy. So you notice your partner is, is starting to lose attraction for you maybe. Um, you can't remember the last time you enjoyed being with your partner. Um, you maybe, maybe you've been avoiding it. Maybe you've been avoiding romantic situations or um, something like that. Oh, that's for sure. I think for women, especially if I'm angry, I want nothing to do with you. Like if I'm holding on to something, it's in the way like it's definitely there and and i know i used to do it a lot in relationships where i'm like nah because that's the biggest thing is that that anger that it just festers that frustration and it's like the top thing on your mind like nothing else it's it's that thing and it's just there even if it's something small but it does make its way to the priority list on your mind and it's like oh my gosh um, so I do think that has a big and, you know, that obviously it impacts the relationship because, you know what, it um, it starts creating a disconnect in the relationship. The, yeah, this one's interesting because I think it, it can be obviously very different for different people. Um, some relationships, intimacy might be the biggest driver in it and might be the, the thing that connects them. And other relationships, the, the intimacy might be less and it might not be a, a, such a big thing. So if someone starts to withhold it due to uh, resentment, in some cases that might be a great way to communicate an issue because it's going to be greatly missed. And in other cases, it might go slightly unnoticed because that's not the thing that um, is has been so important in the foundation of that relationship. Very, very true. So we move on to number five, it's criticism. Um, so attacking your partner's character and talking about the flaws and everything that they do wrong. And you know what I do? I can definitely agree with that one. When you start criticizing them, you know, they're not eating healthy. They keep, you know, they, they don't put their clothes in the whatever in the, you know, laundry basket or that criticism of, of their character. Like you're always so loud. You're always so this you, and it just becomes such a big, big hassle and, you know, I feel the common denominator with all of these, and I know we got a few more, two more to go, but the common denominator in all of them, I feel is it starts the disconnect. Like once one kicks in, that's it. Like the seed was planted. It starts creating that disconnect in the relationship, which then allows the resentment to start 
getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, because then it starts kind of festering in there and it grows bigger the resentment is getting bigger and the relationship is getting disconnected so they're growing further and further away from each other yeah and i don't think anyone likes to be criticized do they so if you criticize someone straight away if it if it's without foundation um you're going to resent the person and then but if if you there's a reason the other person has been criticizing you they probably have their own frustrations at that point so they're probably not going to back down well that's my experience so then um the initial bit of criticism isn't going to be taken back. There won't be an apology and the, the resentment is going to hang around for a little bit longer. Um, number six is retaliation. So if you felt hurt by your partner, um, you've got some anger towards them and you want to take an action back, a revengeful act um, to get back at them because that you felt emotionally attacked by them. You want to in some form attack them back with a... Um, retaliation of some sort oh that's definitely i think we all kind of do that sometimes sometimes we do it unknowingly i don't think sometimes you do it on on purpose um it's just that you know i think when you don't know how to communicate or you don't even know how to address it that's how it comes out like that's your way of handling it where you consistently retaliate against something and then you realize that it's actually something else, but you can't even put the words into communicating that with your partner. And that's when, you know, someone can be vindictive or, you know, um, go back to the example of, of going out. If, if you, your partner wants you to spend more quality time at home and um, you, you're annoyed at them, they've hurt you, you might get dressed up to the nines and make a big show of going out. And that's a retaliation because you know that's going to hurt them back. Um, yes. But as you said on the previous point, all it does is drive the bigger wedge and makes a bigger problem. And you're actually not addressing the core of the issue. This is true. So we move on to number seven, feelings of regret. Oh my gosh. I think this is a, a big one for relationships that have I think when you've done like a sacrifice for the partner um, whether you've stopped your career to let them you know kind of grow theirs or when you've moved somewhere because they got a job or you know when you start doing stuff like that it isn't it is a sacrifice at the end of the day I know a lot of people have like an issue with calling it sacrifice but it is a sacrifice because one person has to kind of handle all of that um, for the sake of the relationship. So that's the best thing. It is for the sake of the relationship, but the, the feelings of regret, um, even for me, I think at the beginning, the whole moving where I'm like, wait a minute, did I do the right thing? And, and my frustration came out in that I, it was actually that, that feeling of regret. And sometimes even saying things that I shouldn't. And like you said, when you kind of know it's going to get them, like it's going to hurt them a little it's almost easier to like say it for, you know, for you to get a reaction out of it. And then you kind of just feel that almost like a little sense of satisfaction where you're like, ha, huh, I got them. But again, it's not healthy. You might feel good in that moment. But when you really think about after all of this that we've talked about the seven, I think at the end of the day, it is really important to think about what's the what's the point of all this? What is the point of me holding on to this resentment? And one of the things is 
you cannot have a healthy relationship and it survive when there's resentment in there. I think the resentment brings in a lot of toxicity and one or the other couple could a uh, partner can start feeling um, less confident about themselves, especially if, you know, like it's the partner that is going out and is having fun and then the other one is hurt. Um, you know, you could start creating some damage uh, into, you know, for people. And I think like when you really think the bigger picture here, the fact that you could easily damage somebody in the long run, is it worth it? Yeah, and I think, um, so you talk about toxicity in the relationship. Um, if, if, but if you're not aware, it goes back to the previous episode where we talked about self-awareness. If you're not aware as to why you're carrying out that behavior, you're not going to be able to change it. So, And the resentment quite possibly could grow. Say you're a very level-headed, um, shy person, but in the relationship, it's a toxic place and it, uh, there's a frustration and resentment that is building and building, you might act out of character. Uh, that resentment might drive you to say something really mean in a, in a critical way. You might criticize the way that person dresses and that, you know, your partner, their identity might be attached to that, the way they dress. Um, so it could be quite hurtful. And that's not you as a person. You don't intend to be hurtful. You, you, you want to, um, you know, get on with people or whatever it might be. Um, but the resentment pushes you to act out of character. And that's, that's quite a big, um, a big thing in having a, in a healthy relationship. You have to be congruent. You, you, you know, two different people, uh, very different um, personalities, you know, more often than not. Um, you you have to align somewhere and if if there is resentment in there it's very very challenging to get you on the same page so you can live in some sort of harmony yes so now now knowing all of this do you think that a relationship can survive resentment um yes a relationship a relationship can pretty much survive anything if the two people in it choose uh, for it to survive. Does it mean the relationship will be good and healthy? Probably not. Um, I think the relationship, you know, um, can can get through many things um, if the people are dedicated to it. But um, d d does the two people in there, uh, are they making healthy choices? How is that relationship serving them? Um and what, what does it look like moving forward? If you continually argue, argue and fight and bicker, um, is that the best for you? Yes, I think, and I think you said it, if, if it's a consistent thing that, you know, they get over an issue and it's just a continuous resentment of something where, you know, sometimes it even becomes a habit. Like you're done being resentful about, you know, let's say the partner always going out and then it's like once that's fixed then you end up grabbing onto something else well they're not listening to me enough or they're not you know having conversations with me enough or they're always on their phone and and i feel like some people can get into a very toxic pattern of just kind of finding another reason to be resentful towards that person instead of just dealing with it so at the end of the day 
um, as we conclude this episode. Um, one tip for me to share is it's not worth it to carry that resentment. The toxicity that is built in your mind and in your body is horrific. Like the damage that it could really do physically to somebody is is really, really terrible. And so you are, I think outweighing it, like, is it worth it for me? Yes, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone and I have to be vulnerable with this person in this moment right now, but I'd rather just do it now and then see how that person reacts. If, if you know, if people are dating, I think this is a big one where you have to figure out how you're communicating and how the other person handles it. Because when you bring up something that you're really feeling and you're being vulnerable about and you don't feel safe and they, whether they dismiss it, they play it small or they kind of joke about it, it's very difficult for somebody to open up again and talk about it. So it's being fully aware of how do you handle, you know, or are you the person that handles that resentment and just like runs with it and you're going to hang on to it for dear life. Um, so I do think being able to communicate with your partner about something that is bothering you, um, something that's frustrating you, um, something that makes you angry, then I think you can kind of get an idea of how the relationship is going to handle things moving forward. Yeah, and I think as well, um, you you touched on it where you said um, one you know deal with one thing and deal with it early. Um, so a lot of these things can be layered. So if, if I'm getting a lack of attention, uh, then I might start to criticize you, and if I start to criticize you, you might start to retaliate against me, and then as you retaliate against me, I have you know feelings of regret because the, and these things have layered and layered and layered. Um, so uh, my, my view on it would be separate the issues. Um, it, okay. It starts with a lack of attention. Well, let's discuss that. Where does that come from? Let's take ownership of it. Who, whose feelings are being hurt? How are they being hurt? Why? Where's the resentment building from? Uh, okay. Let's try and address that. And then try and once, once you've dealt with that, it's trying to uh, disassociate that with the other pieces and deal with everything individually so it doesn't become a huge mess because then all of a sudden your whole identity of your relationship is an argument. Well, you do this, that, that, that and upsets me here and I, I don't like you behaving like that. But actually the, the main issue is you just didn't make enough um, effort to do a date night once a week or once a month, whatever, to make the relationship feel like a priority, which could have stopped us lay layering all this resentment on top of each other, where we now don't have a, uh, a solution because it's all too overwhelming. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I got married to this man. That is awesome. That was really good, by the way. That was a really good tip um, because it is that. And, and I think for others to see it, it's interesting that it came from you and, and I'm curious to see how men take it because I think if a woman says that, they're just kind of like, oh gosh, here she goes again. Uh, but when you hear it from a man, like uh, it feels a little bit different. I think men are more open to hearing it like, oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Uh, but you're absolutely right. And, and I think, you know, hopefully this gets to shine some light uh, for some of the relationships out there, especially during this time that it's not easy and having these conversations with your partners, it's not easy.
but it's so necessary and it's for the sake of a healthy relationship that this is needed so thank you guys so much and we will get to uh see you guys on the next episode thank you have a good one guys take care